Perfect. <laughs> right from the start. Right, boom, <laughs> we're going. <laughs> All right. To make victory. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Welcome to the Hedgehog Zone. Hello, Hedgehog fans, and welcome to the Hedgehog Zone podcast. I'm your lead host, Houston. I'm X. Shalif in the peace. What's up, y'all? It's Paul. Hello, it's Luke. Peter here. And Axe, I believe we have a special guest today. Hey there, my name is Amy. And she is an admin in some Sonic groups on Facebook. Um, I guess I've been adminning the groups for, gosh, how long has it been now? Five years or something like that? Awesome. Well, welcome, Amy. We're super excited to have you with us today. And for all those listeners out there who are fans or are new to the podcast, please make sure to give us a follow on our social media at the Hedgehog Zone podcast. Um, We have a group and we also have a page. Give us a like and be sure to hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. In addition to uh, joining us for some of our live shows that we have coming up, we have all kinds of really cool things that we do on those as well. Today, we have a pretty great episode planned out for us, and really, what it all boils down to is the tone of the series. So, to really kick us off, I'm going to turn this over to you, Luke, to talk about our first segment. Right. So, as Houston said, we're talking about the tone of the series, which should be a pretty interesting topic considering over the past 30 years the tone of Sonic has been all over the place. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about what everyone thinks the tone of the series currently is and what we think it was before. So um, I guess I'll start us off. So as far as the tone is now, it's not a simple answer. I don't think because like, because looking at the colors era as a whole, we had colors, which was very goofy uh, generations and lost world, which were still kind of goofy lost world threw in some, dark humor forces tried to be serious. And then that was a real quick. You said it was trying to be serious. It was trying to, I don't think it did a very good job. Like, (laughs) like, I don't, I don't know. Forces. There's so much I can say about forces. It, It, uh, I mean, it tries to force a, a dark tone. <laughs> Let's go with it. I mean, right. Yeah, there's Funny the common joke. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, very original. But, but I mean, that that's what it feels like. It's like it's you have Knuckles saying lines like, "Ever since Sonic died, sorry, I'm still not used to saying that." And he's like, "That's what it. That's why it's called War Vector." I'm like, dude, Knuckles, calm down, man. <laughs> you know what they were trying to do, right? They were trying to set Knuckles up to basically take over. And I would have been so heartbroken about Sonic, but Knuckles would have made me feel so much better about my life. I, 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 I guess. But I mean, it, it also feels like they were trying to make up for how they treated Knuckles in the past. Because in Boom, in Sonic Boom, they did Knuckles dirty. Justice. And What's the difference? I feel like 
they were trying to make up for that. But the thing is, I don't think making him a military commander is a step in the right direction. Well, I mean, he was still alive, wasn't he? He was. Thank yeah, you. Somehow. Thank you. Case dismissed. So <laughs> I think we've settled this one. <laughs> but yeah, as for what it used to be, I mean, I feel like it was pretty simple. If I were to compare the tone of Sonic to anything, like what it used to be, I would compare it to like Mega Man. Like it was it was very cartoony, it was very, you know, flashy and colorful. Like thinking specifically about the classic games. But also it was there was a you know, there was a serious threat. Like Eggman was a serious threat. He they weren't just making jokes about his mustache the whole time. It was fun, it was vibrant, it was cute, but it was it could also be taken somewhat seriously. And I and I kind of get the same vibe with Mega Man, like Mega Man's cute little dude. Um But yeah, I, I, I feel like there's a balance and they've been trying really hard to find that. And uh they've ended up either like going to one extreme or the other. Yeah, what do y'all think? What do you think, Houston, about uh, what do you think the tone is now and what do you think it used to be? That's a loaded question. And I think all of us can agree. Tone is what is not just perceived, but what is attempted. So I think right now we still don't really have a tone at this moment because we're still waiting to hear what's next. Sonic Mania was, it had a very classic vibe to it. You think? With some new little spins, which made people kind of nostalgic, right? But I think that we really aren't going to know the exact tone until we know what games or where what direction we're going. However, I will say, if we're talking about how the movie has influenced things, that's a different thing entirely right we don't really necessarily know what's going to happen you know in a few months when certain things are going to be announced ominous foreboding um foreshadowing i should say so i mean shalice what do you think i mean am i wrong here uh nope nope you're not wrong at all because i mean like i feel like trying to give the series a tone as of right now yeah, that's like playing with a loaded gun ready to be fired right now. So I'm like, I'm like you can sit here and try to guess what it is. I'm like, I, I just don't know. Because in the past, I was thinking more progressional. They were having Sonic progress and stuff and Eggman and stuff progress and things. But now, I'm like, okay, I'm like so lost. So like, Sega, what are y'all doing? Where are y'all going with Sonic? Where's Sonic going right now? I'm like, come on. Give me a hint. Give me some kind of message or something. I'm just sitting here replaying the old game, trying to see if I can guess what the tone is. That's what I've been doing all day today. I've been playing the games in order as they came out, trying to see if I can catch to a tone. Nope. I failed. I couldn't <laughs> catch anything. I'd be very curious to our guest host, Amy, what do you think? What What is your take on this particular topic i I could go on for an extensive period about this to be honest so i'll try (laughs) to keep it as condensed as possible 
So this is a topic that gets brought up in the community a lot, and I read a lot of the discussions and have my own views on it. And overall, in short, I would say that the whole tone of Sonic is versatility, if that's the right word, where if you compare him to his rival Mario, Mario's easy to tell that he's supposed to be, you know, bright, colorful, lighthearted, fun, yada, yada. But with Sonic, because of his edgier take on the whole platforming thing, he has that versatility that he can be both the bright and cutesy fun stuff, but we've also seen him go into the dark segments. Because look at the first Saturday morning, Sad AM cartoon and how dark that was. Sonic is just more of a versatile type, but I think that some people just don't know how to balance the two sides, so to speak. Um, I, I believe uh, someone had brought up Forces earlier as an example. And I think Forces is a good example to show that Sega is trying to hit both the dark and the lighter tones of Sonic into one thing, but not quite pulling it off effectively. Right. And actually, I was just going to piggyback on that because as you were saying, versatility, but when done correctly, would you say that that's probably a fair assessment? Yeah, I, I would say that that's, that's fair and correct. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I just don't know. But, you know, that, I guess that would, you know, have me segue to somebody else on the team. I wonder what Paul thinks of this. These might get interesting. Oh, very. Hmm. So listening to all you guys talk and all of you make very good points. Um, <clears throat> for me, when I think we answer the question, Houston, you're very correct. That is a very little question. But for me, I think the tone of the game, like the tone of the series depends on the games that you play. And it depends on the timeline of them. And um, Luke, you brought up forces. And, and, and you know, I'm going to talk about Sonic Forces in a second, but looking at Sonic overall, um, at least within the last few years in this um, new era that we're in right now, people are experiencing Sonic in a new way. And as the time has gotten better, the storylines have gotten better in a sense. Um, there have been a little goof. There have been little goof drops like Sonic Boom, which was horrible in my opinion. But but. I will say this, Sonic Forces gave a better sense of tone as far as this is what should be happening because when Sonic is defeated, like how many times can you say Sonic has been defeated? You know, it, it, it automatically locks you in in a sense to be like, oh, Sonic's defeated. What do you do? And that's what I love about the fact that you could create your own character in Sonic Forces. It's like you can be the hero now. Well, and that's that's the way I think Sonic should continue to go forward. Like, I want more fan ingenuity into it, you, well, if you understand what I mean, Luke. Yeah, well, you could say Sonic has been defeated more times than a certain character. Hmm. True. Yeah, that could be. True. You've been tricked less times, though. Oh, oh no. Oh, uh-uh. Nope. Oh, nope. Nope. It's nope. on. It's Here on. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Luke. I'm sorry. 
I thought it was going to be Paul. It was you. I knew it. I knew someone was going to say something. Oh, geez, I'm going to go to mute real quick. You better. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that and move on. Paul, you did a very nice job of explaining that. I would like to commend you and welcome you back to the tribe. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, you're still on probation. Be very careful with what you say now, Paul, because you're in the tribe again. No, he's on probation in the tribe. There's a difference. The yeah, there, tribe. There, 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 there is a difference. <laughs> and I will say, um, in forces, Knuckles did do a good job as the pseudo leader of, you know, making sure everything was okay and everything like that. But what going you? back to my original statement, I, I it, it it really like I think the overall tone of Sonic really immerses you into the game. And Amy, I'll um, bring up your point about Mario. It's the fact that Mario, if you played his games throughout the years, he's very predictable. Like the 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 narrative is completely predictable. Peach gets kidnapped. Mario goes to all these zones, defeats Bowser. Peach is saved. You know what I'm saying? That that that's Mario 101. Yep. Whereas Sonic. Every single game is something new. It's like every single is like there's new, whether it be a new character or new stages, new upgrades, new you know, stories. Mario can't really say that. Amy, did, did you want to respond, Amy? Oh, I was just saying that new stories is also part of it too, because like just just compare the two adventure games on how different their story is. Mm-hmm. And a- absolutely, you know, and and that that's why I love that's why I prefer Sonic to Mario because. Sonic keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's like, okay, it's like something new, something new. And I believe that, so for me, me as a Sonic lover, it just depends on the game, honestly. You know, because you could feel one way about Sonic Adventure 2 and feel completely different about Sonic Mania, for example. You know, Sonic Mania was just basically Sonic 3 and Knuckles with a couple of new zones and some new twists which brought back that sense of nostalgia from the old days, from us seasoned Sonic folks. Mm-hmm. And then insert a couple of new zones with some new music. Me being a music lover, you know, I, I, I like to listen to the music and stuff. Yeah, let me let me give myself a break. Uh, Axe, stop me, brother. Um, well, I will. All right, guys. Hold on real quick, y'all. I'll, I'll be right back. You want me to wait for you? No, you, go, go ahead, go ahead. Then I shall. Um, so the tone of the series, where is everybody going? <laughs> where is he? I'm just starting oh. to talk. I'll be yeah, right back. <laughs> like I'm, everyone's cameras are off. Everyone's walking away from their seats. I'm here, Axe. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm here for you, Axe. Uh, um, that, that's so hmm. sad. Axe is getting ready to talk, but everyone's like, peace. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like oh not- hey, no. hold on hold on i'm sitting back and i'm waiting for the monologue please x in oh my thank you are y'all why are y'all giving x the x oh anyways i guess i'll try to keep this short in the posts that i make um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I read that, by the way. Um, so the tone of the series, to me, I think it does generally change from game to game, but I think they have a general direction they go with. And 
it's really weird, but I feel like for some reason in the English dubbing that they associate the voice acting with that tone. And uh, uh, at least I've noticed the um, the trend that every time they change the voice actors, they end up changing the tone as well. I'm like, they don't have to, but it, it works out that way somehow a little bit. Within this decade, uh, the 2010s is kind of like this weird uh, modern Saturday morning cartoon kind of vibe. The, the CGI cartoon type, you know, where they are mostly comedic. They have stakes, but they don't really present it as anything major and serious. Because, like in Sonic Colors, he's trying to enslave the planet with mind control. It's a big deal. But they don't portray it like a huge thing. With the Zeddy, they're trying to, like, suck out the life of everyone to get their own power and do something, I guess. And so that's the way I see the tone. And I feel like Sonic Boom is kind of sort of the project that that tone really um, lent itself towards. And in my opinion, I kind of feel like it would have made more sense if it was just for Sonic Boom, because it's like, I don't, I don't care for Sonic Boom as much, but it has its moments if we're talking about the show and not the, the games. I'm just saying like, I know there are people who are fans of Sonic Boom and, and I don't have a problem with that. Because Sonic Boom, I feel like it, it, it lends itself to a certain type of audience. It's its own continuity. I, I'm not a, as big of a fan of Boom, but I feel like if they maybe, uh, I feel like if they went in that direction just for that show, it would make more sense than doing it in the games. Because in Sonic Forces, we're talking about Knuckles being like the leader of a resistance. I don't have a problem with that, but like, uh, like it's like they were trying to be no no it was luke luke's you said it they were trying to be serious and to to me it doesn't even feel like they were trying to be serious to me it feels like they were trying to portray a serious story without actually being serious like a parody yeah that 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 makes more sense when you put it that way and i I, i'm I'm, I'm sorry no it's okay go ahead so what were you gonna say i I just want to jump in like you say they're trying to do something serious with that because remember my earlier statement is that how many times can you say can you say Sonic was defeated? It happened at the very beginning of the game. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Sonic has never been defeated at the beef at the very beginning of the game. Right. That's how it starts. That's the serious part. You well, the concept is serious, but the portrayal of it, I don't think, feels very serious. It feels like yeah. a serious story if it were told on like PBS Kids. <laughs> right because like they, they like he's just fine six months later that's the thing well okay that's that's a little different though i the, the form of torture that they may be referring to is just making sonic watch him take over the world maybe the the heroes just misunderstood that and it wasn't in the japanese version that they said that anyway so who knows what they were thinking when they said that that's that's my head canon that they that it was a, like that's what they meant but because rouge only heard that sonic was being tortured she didn't actually see he was being tortured i'm just letting rouge do rouge right now oh anyways (laughs) (laughs) the reason the reason why i'm bringing up forces and boom is because despite like the position they put knuckles in which i appreciate i feel like i was watching boom knuckles in sonic forces so The way he talks, I mean, you know, like the way he acted, it did. That's how it felt to me. It felt like Boom Knuckles when he's pretending to be serious, rather than someone actually being serious. And that's how it felt with the rest of the characters as well. 
Now, Forces is the last mainstream game, so why are we just talking about Forces? What about like Sonic Lost World, Sonic Colors, and Generations? Generations was a great game, but the story sucked. You know what I mean? There's no story. It, it had even less story than Sonic Heroes. No shade thrown. Um, I think. I think. I think. When we talk about Sonic Generations, I think Sonic Generations could have been what Sonic Mania is. Isn't it? Isn't it? I I don't really need that again now, <laughs> but I but I'm in terms of story. I think they both kind of flop. Because I have no idea what's going on in Mania, honestly. Like all I know is they took the Phantom Ruby, they did a bunch of things, and they fought over the Phantom Ruby. And I'm like, I don't know what these events mean in between. It's not as coherent as like Sonic Three and Knuckles. And that being said, the tone in Sonic Three and Knuckles, I feel, is on par with the adventure games and it, some of the games after that, in terms of well, it's not realistic, but you have a hero fighting a villain and they're saving the world and you get that kind of vibe that there's this intense moment that they go for when you have supersonic and space fighting this uh eggman and or robotnik and you feel like if you lose then it's a big deal sonic unleashed maybe i guess sonic and the black knight was the, was the last one to really do that so i feel like the tone was roughly consistent up until that point like it fluctuated a little bit you have sonic heroes uh you have sonic riders but those were the exceptions and and now it's like just flat it's static i guess i'm gonna go ahead and let uh peter um give his grandiose final statements on this topic now i have to feel the expectation to meet the expectation that is going to be grandiose wow no i mean i'll try my best okay so, what do I think the tone of the series is? I would say in this moment that we're in a turning point. We don't know, and I think Houston said that we're waiting. And I believe we're in a turning point because we just got, well, a couple of years, we got a movie that it became uh, or, or introduced Sonic to in a different media in new generations. Because if you haven't seen the old uh, cartoons and perhaps if you're like 10 years old right now you're not gonna watch a cartoon from the 90s or you're not gonna watch a cartoon from the beginning of the 2000s and with this movie you say okay here's Sonic it seems cool there's video games I want to enter into this franchise and now we're having more uh, well media coming from Netflix and uh, there's a new game with a 30 anniversary so we have to wait we have to wait to see what the tone is really going to be now. And what it was, I'm going to agree with Amy that it was a word that I think is difficult for me to pronounce in English. Versatility. Thank you. Versatility. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was Pedro talking. So, yeah, I think the tone of the series before was with a lot of versatility. There we go. Woohoo! Good job. Thank you. <laughs> because depending on what the game that you're playing, you may have a deep story or it might be a little bit more straightforward. But any any game you choose, you're going to have a good time. Now, I'm just going to keep it in there. But I'm going to introduce the second segment, which brings us to a, I think is a even 
more loaded question what do you think the tone of the series should be and in this point i would like to start taking uh something that luke mentioned luke mentioned Mega Man, and i think it could go into the right direction when Mega Man became Mega Man X because the the fans were growing up and as i see with my co-host we are not 10 and we're not 12 anymore and we have been grown with sonic and we have learned to love all this franchise and we're always going to have a lot of love for the classic sonic and when we get sonic mania we're gonna say oh the nostalgia the good old days but for me i would like a deeper story a very well written deep story perhaps a little bit more darker not necessarily that sonic would have to grow old or something like that but yeah i mean i'm i'm 27 now so i think we could go a long way if we get a darker more mature uh story or tone for sonic again we're gonna have to wait for netflix and the new movies and the new games to see where the tone should uh, it's going but Paul, let me ask you, what do you think the tone of the series should be? Yeah, I think this is definitely more of a complex question than the previous one, because we, us now in this time, being that this is the 30th anniversary for Sonic, you know, coming off the heels of the Sonic movie and the um, greatness that Sonic Mania is, we really don't know. Like, But I will say, I think that, Sonic is trending in the right direction, um, coming up with a new series, Sonic Prime on Netflix. And of course, there's going to have new games and everything. But I do agree with you, Pedro, that there should be somewhat of a darker story. Um, and I definitely think that we should see more individual games like like in the like later future, not like maybe two, three years. You know, I want to see some of the like functional, like some of the other functional characters to get their own game. Like Silver has been mentioned here on the podcast before he should get a game. Why not Knuckles have his own game? You know what I'm saying? Okay. I would like to see, I would like to see maybe Rouge get her own little something like her. Of and course maybe, you want Rouge. <laughs> of course I want to see Rouge. I mean, why Ooh. not? You like know what? Her, her, I, I agree her and um, Sly Cooper would make a great game together if you know who <laughs> Sly Cooper is. Yeah, I, I don't know about together, but is there something with Paul and Rouge that I'm missing? No. Well, okay. Look, look, oh, look, look, look. Rouge is like the most attractive. You know what I'm okay. saying? I think the tone of the series should be continue to um, invoke a sense of nostalgia, but don't be afraid to get creative. Like. The one thing I loved about Sonic Forces that I think should continue is the fact that they created, you could create your own character so you could really be a part of the game. And I'm going to, I want to take a page out of Mario's playbook. I wouldn't mind seeing a Sonic game where you create your own Sonic levels and you, and you could, you know, play it. And then the only way that it could be involved in the game is if you actually beat it yourself. So that, that, that'll that bring a sense of creativity. You know, I don't think they're going to do that. Why not? Yeah. I don't know what... I'm, I'm all for that. They rip each other. I mean, Mario will try and rip off Sonic. May there's as well. 
there's a fan game called like Sonic Studio or something that's like that. It's, but of course it's very complex because the classic Sonic games are more uh, complicated in their build than the Mario stages are in terms of like the the way it looks and everything. I, I don't know, but it, it's something you could check out. Uh, that'd be pretty fun. I don't know if if all the Sonic fans out there remember, but Sonic Riders just celebrated their 15th anniversary. So I'm really happy for that. So Sega, if you're going to do an All-Stars like Mario did, which I don't think you will, but remake Sonic Riders. Remake both games because those both those games were really good. I, I really like Sonic Riders. So, Mr. X, how about you, brother? What do you think the tone of the series should be going forward? And for me... That we can all take a break. We'll be right back, X. Go ahead. You are about to read a book that my foot wrote. <laughs> it's called On the Road to In Your Ass. <laughs> For me. <It's> so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I actually be right back. I'll be back in 30 seconds. Oh my I'm staying with you, X. <laughs> I'm here. I'm good. Go ahead. I, will, I won't course, leave you. Of course you're going to stay with him, Luke. Of course, because you feel like you need someone to protect you. The direction of the series or the tone of the series, I think it should be uh, going forward um, or in general is to me, it's not as complicated. I just feel like the tone that it was maybe roughly somewhere between Sonic Adventure and Sonic Unleashed, I think is a good tone. Because when people say dark, I don't. It's hard to tell what everyone means because everyone says something different. And I feel like when you say dark, I'm thinking like, like super edgy, like hardcore. And I'm like, I, I don't know if that would really fit Sonic. But I guess it depends on what you mean by it. I think that uh, I think I would just want the games to feel genuine. I, like I didn't mind the concept of of Sonic Forces. <laughs> I just wish that the portrayal was a little different. Uh, and I feel like I've that I would feel that way with a lot of the games, a lot of the stories I'm fine with if they portrayed it differently. Even the Zeddy, I think I could probably tolerate if somehow like it didn't look all super like, like Play-Doh and like, like a McDonald's uh, happy meal kind of game. The game has always been uh, like aimed mostly towards kids, but for all ages. And I think sometimes it got a little bit darker for like teenagers or whatnot. And we're still fans of Sonic at this age, obviously. So we obviously like those games, even though they're aimed at younger audiences. And that's fine. And I still like it. I I wouldn't mind them being aimed towards that age group, even though I'm older. It's my fault for still being a Sonic fan. They don't have to cater to the older audience. But I do think maybe in the sense of like uh, just kind of catering to what... uh, we liked at that age back then that kids might still enjoy today and then maybe blending it together. Uh, I don't want another lost world type of story. I don't want another Sonic heroes kind of story or, or generations kind of story. Sonic three and knuckles, Sonic adventure and on rare occasions, Sonic adventure two. Do you, if I may ask to develop a little bit more, why not a Sonic heroes anymore? Because it's too uh, plain. There's nothing there. I think that like like a lot of people love the story in Sonic Unleashed, and for what's there, I do as well. But I feel like there's not much there. Like in Sonic Unleashed and Sonic Heroes, it's pretty much the openings. Then you have something in the middle, just something like one thing kind of, 
and then the ending. Sonic. So you want either a pretty simple story that it goes to younger kids or a really complicated story. That's pretty much what they do. Mm-hmm. And I would like something in between. Like Sonic 3 and Knuckles, I think, if they told it like in a 3D game, you know, uh, it, you would have more cutscenes and stuff, but I don't think it'd be complicated. I think it would just be a story. Sonic Adventure 2, if you think about it, is actually not that dark or that complicated until the end. E- even like the story in uh, in Sonic Rider Zero Gravity, I think was okay. The story in Sonic and the Black Knight was really good. And so like stuff like that. Uh, if they made like a Shadow and Knuckles game, that'd be random and pretty cool. I want them that'd to be do cool. something. Yeah, that'd I want them cool. I want to see them do something that we don't expect them to do. So, uh, Amy, like a game from Chris? From who? What? Chris from Sonic Cats with a game? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, no, oh. no, 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 no. They did that already. <laughs> Wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much Sonic Forces. Come on. Well, I'm just saying, if Chris, didn't we say this before? If Chris was in Sonic Forces, he would just be like one of the, uh, the Avatar characters. Uh, just give him some kind of weapon thing and then he can do stuff. Well, that kind of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can deal with it. We're Sonic fans. We're used to uh, that kind of thing. Amy, what's your take? Well, I think that go- going back to what I said earlier about Sonic being such a versatile IP, I think that it would actually be kind of neat to have two concurrent series going where you have one doing the light goofy silly stuff for the younger audience and then have the other being like the more darker more seriously taken more complex stories for the older crowd um i feel like that the community definitely has a divide on that it's it's very evident when you sit down and read through the conversations that go on in the communities so i think having that split would actually be the best way to go about it so that each half can have what works for them. And then you have group C, which is what I am, who like both. And that would also help prevent issues that uh, games like Forces suffers from where they try to do both at the same time, but don't seem to know how to make the two sides work together very well. Because I think we also need to take into consideration what Sega's abilities are. And they don't have they don't seem to have the same people as they did in the past where their games were at their peak. Um, again, using the two adventure games as good examples of the best storytelling in nailing the tone down versus games that came out in the past 10 years where it kind of seems like that they don't seem to really quite know what they're doing exactly to pull it off right. Um, and I think that that partly comes in that they're, they know that this character can be both dark and light, but they just don't know how to make the two work together. Um, again, using forces as an example, you can tell that they want to go dark and that they know that they can do dark stories, but then they bring in that goofiness at, inappropriate times that just kind of destroys that so i think splitting the two and having two different versions going side by side is the best way to go 
Um, so that would be something I would like to see. Um, I agree with um, pretty much what everyone else said that seeing games dedicated to a character would be cool. Um, you know, they they used to do that in the older days where Tails had his own game, Shadow had his own game, Knuckles did, which brought in, you know, SBO and everybody else. Um, why not let some of the other characters have the spotlight too? Uh, Silver is a popular one. So, I mean, why not, you know, why not get to experience his powers a little bit better? And that's, that's also kind of another thing too, that I felt kind of bothered me is that with shadow, he has all these powers, but every time you play as him, do you feel like that you're getting the full experience of his powers? I never felt that way. And especially in adventure two, which was meant to be the only game that he would appear in. What powers of his did we experience when we were playing as him? None of them. And so it would be good to be able to experience his abilities to the fullest, to the way that the character is supposed to be, instead of us just being told that he has these powers, but never actually having access to it. So that would be something else I would like to see, too. And, uh, I, and I know that this one's a popular one among the community is can we please get another chow raising game? Like, come on. Yes. Bless you. Yes. That, that Bless is you. easy money right there. Bless yeah. you. Amy, <laughs> Amy, can I, may I ask you something? Go for it. So um, you were talking about um, the characters getting their own games. Would you be down for a Knuckles Chaotix remake? I actually would be all about that. I'm actually really surprised that they never ported the game and it's still stuck in the 32x as far as i know thank god i have a 32x so i actually got to have access to it but i know there are tons of people who never got to experience the game so i'm kind of like can you at least port it or remake it or continuation something just do something with it because you know it's a good game yeah i've never played it so i um I, I would be okay with it just for the experience of like, okay, I wondered what it was like back then. Of course, it's not the same. It wouldn't be the same because I never played the original, but I, 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 would, I wouldn't mind seeing it for the sake of like, oh, Knuckles had his own game. This was it. Let me let me see what this is about. Well, you can also <clears throat> improve it too, and you might end up just playing what people consider the definitive version of it. So, It's amazing. I would like to just say, Amy, welcome to the tribe. Yay! <laughs> you know, I, I what you were saying at the beginning, um, it, it, you what you reminded me of was when Sonic's first cartoons, when they had Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic Set AM going on at the same time. Yeah, you those have, are perfect examples of the two different types that Sonic does running side by side. So it's funny because people always talk about how Sega divided uh, the the fan base, and I'm like. Look, this this is this is from the beginning. We had two different versions of Sonic going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And but I didn't mind cuz like you I liked both of them. And and some people have have a problem with it because they say it divided the fan base. To me, I don't think it divided the fan base. I think it added different branches of the fan base that wouldn't have existed otherwise. So like we're yeah, not divided. Like- it, it it gives you like more stories that you can do with this IP. 
and different people can like different things. There's something mm-hmm. something with Sonic that different people can like. So it's like it's not like me and and Peter like because we like different things we're divided. We already maybe. Oh like yes, different. we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay, me and Shalice, we were not divided, but we already liked different things. And oh then, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And now because Sonic has both of those things, we're both Sonic fans. And I was talking to Peter, not Gustavo. <laughs> yes, I'm here. <laughs> hey, Amy, nice to meet you. My name is Danny. Oh, no. <laughs> we need to use Danny in the next episode then so Luis can be confused. Just, just a heads up, I'm really bad with remembering names. So who, <laughs> who knows what I'll end up calling you. That's good. So you can call any name and I create a personality for it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, she, she'll just be like, uh, and you, um, Larry, or yeah. something. <laughs> then he'll take off his glasses and be like, yes, that is me. Thank um, you for addressing me right now. I think that, uh, what, what you were also saying makes more sense to me too, because I think it would be cool if, if they can't please everyone at once, then why not try to please everyone, but not at once? Just do them in different things. Let, let me let me stop you right there because I I think what you just said is really important. It, it kind of reminds me, um, for example, for the Call of Duty games. Now remember that Call of Duty used to release. I, I think that was years ago when I was more into it. They release a game every year, and it's because they had two studios making games all the time. So you had, for example, Motor Warfare coming one year, and then you have Black Ops, and then you have Motor Warfare 2, and Black Ops 2, and on and on. So depending on what you really like within that franchise, you only have to wait two years in only to get you know, the continuance of what you're looking for. So what do you think about Sega kind of splitting the direction or making the two stories, you know? At the same time, I'm asking anyone actually. Oh, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have an answer for that one. Mm. Sorry. Got too complicated, I think. Got a little too real in here. Mm. All right. Let's go. Let's continue. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. So I'm cool. Look, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Okay. Eggman, <laughs> Eggman is gone. You're safe. I know. So uh, can we press on? Houston, you've been waiting. What do I feel like the tone of this series should be? Well, while you figure it out, let's move on to uh, Luke. Whoa! I think that with regards to the tone, it just really depends. Because one of the, and we talked about this before, and I think Amy um, captured this and we spoke at length a bit more about this. But with Mario, you know what you're going to get. There's no complexities or versatility. There's no surprise. Right. It's always the same. People thought, oh, Mario Odyssey. No. You're you're still saving Peach from Bowser. Exactly. But I think with Sonic, you can try to develop something that's a bit more broad. The tone should not be one specific tone. It needs to be what it needs to be for the specific audiences that it needs to target. That is is what my take is on this. Because if we just say, oh, it needs to be dark or it needs to be light, it needs to be funny. 
I think it needs to be all of it, but it just depends on the proper venue. That's the beauty of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do that. Um, we are pleased to hear from the Kidna throne. Thank you. The opinion. Thank hey, you. Hey, um, Luke is going to try to rejoin with his phone, I believe. Um, so I guess look out for that, Houston. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I I totally agree with you, Houston. Um, that 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 would really work. And I think back to when we were talking about uh, what Sonic should do. Um, and I want to say, Axe, you brought this up about how you can use Cream and a couple of other Sonic characters and do something specifically for kids. Or was that you, Pedro, that said that? No, I'm just celebrating because as the host of this segment, I was able to bring Luke back. Now, Houston, you cannot control this. Yeah, I can't believe Houston kicked me out of the Zoom meeting like that. Jeez. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that your power went out. I don't know how that happened. I don't remember that. Now witness my power. Take this! Yeah, um... Yeah, and I, I appreciate you know Houston, you know, and, and as you were talking about it, Houston, that was the only thing that came to my mind. Like, you know, Sonic should do something that's a little bit more kid centric. Like, um, and we brought up Cream, <clears throat> we brought up Cream, and maybe a couple other characters. They should do like a little kind of kind of wee fit thing for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have Cream, you would have like Cream, Knuckles, and maybe one other Sonic character. I can't think of who up top. Maybe Sonic. But um, just having that child engagement, you know, to get them in shape and get them to think and be creative, you know, that would be that that would be like genius, like bomb. You know, I would like to see that. And then, look, as as Amy said earlier, bring back the bring back them childs, man. I, I want to raise my I want to raise my little child. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to teach, teach them how to swim and do all that. It's like 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 a child daycare, you know what I'm saying, with cream. You know what I mean? I really think it'd be kind of cool to actually have a, a both a child garden and a wisp garden. Since, since nobody really wanted the wisps to stick around, but they are sticking around apparently. Well, then again, I guess if this uh, tone ends, they might actually be gone. But who knows? If they do stick around, though, I feel like at least a wisp garden will help people like feel better about it. Like, eh, okay, a wisp garden, a child garden. And then when they have Challenge Space 3, you know, who the chow are going to be fighting and that would be kind of cool what if you powered up now with the wisp oh holy that is whoa hold on you just blew my mind because the whole (laughs) the whole ability of the chow is to absorb energy from other things right the ability of the wisp is to give energy to other things bada bing bada boom could we get that like a, rival- be a good way to blend them together? We could get like a rival to chaos, like another. Mutated- I'm gonna write that down. Oh my god! Maybe it's. Oh I'm envisioning a drill chow, spike chow. Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> you could. Oh, what about that crazy, that little purple one? Oh, that'd be a mad chow. <laughs> oh my god! That- no way! It's a dark chow. Yeah, that 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 would be really dope. You know, but yeah, Amy. Um, as I was talking about that idea, we have brought that up in the other in another episode. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Like, how, how does like a Sonic like kids like engagement kind of like? How do you see that happening in the Sonic Nation? Like the idea that you were proposing, like having a 
chow garden game where cream is the main focus? Yeah, like like do use cream as the main focus for like children. Like we're, we're like children <laughs> my nephew's age, like child two, crossing three, four or five. You you know what I'm saying? I, I think something like that could work. Um, way way, way back in the olden days, and I still have my copy where they did Sonic Schoolhouse for PC. By the way, worst voice actor for Sonic ever. I'm Sonic. Click on me for help. Um, that was catering to really young children, where it was teaching like basic math and, and all that. And I think that, you know, Cream would actually be a, a pretty good character to use for stuff like that because of her age you know she would be something that the kids could relate better than an older character and then she could visit like tails and charmy and uh blaze and all that stuff there we go perfect charmy that that, that was the other character i was thinking about charmy would be perfect. oh yeah he he might be good too especially with his high energy he would be able to be something for like the more hyperactive kids to connect with oh i was also gonna say in charmy like like tails could be like like the smart one to help you learn so like the right thing to do Charmy would be like the dumb one, but then if if he's gonna if he's gonna relate to kids, I don't never mind scratch that because <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I don't want to call kids dumb. <laughs> yeah, Charmy is Charmy is teaching basic math, and Tails is doing like quantum mechanics, physics, and all that, and the kids are like, what is going on? Baby's first quantum mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea, though, that you can add in Tails as maybe like a teacher figure or something. Like someone she visits once in a while and he helps out with stuff. That'd yeah, be... like, yeah, more like a an assistant or, or guidance. That actually would be cool for younger kids and casual gamers and stuff like that, too. So my I, I named the <laughs> I named it Chow Crossing New Breed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, question. Really random question. Do chows poop? No. <laughs> they do not, and also they're called chow, not chows. Yeah, chow Buddy. is both singular and plural. Get it right the first time, okay? Get it do right. Not poop. Oh, come on. You're just messing They with do me. not poop. They, re- they really don't. They do not poop. They do. Really? They do have I a I have put hundreds do- of hours into the adventure games. There is no poop to be found. <laughs> well, of course they're not going to show you. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Shalice, what's your take on all this? You've been quiet for a while. Yeah, what do you think about chow poop? <laughs> I'm not going to dignify it with an answer because no, chows don't poop. Ch- chows have this void, or excuse me, wormhole in their bellies where after they've finished consuming the food and processing it, the waste just goes to this wormhole. <laughs> To somewhere else. Oh Lord! Or you know, that's lame. In my head canon, they poop. <laughs> oh Jeez, my! I think the only way you would see that is if um, Jesus Christ. Uh, who, 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 we are watching that makes the actual baby dolls. I could see that actually happening. Like, um, or and, Tamagotchi. Also, and I, I, I'm not sure if Build a Bear's done this, but I think they should invest in Chow as well. I just feel like that the whole chow market is just this gold mine that Sega's just being like, meh, whatever. Right. 
Obviously, you know, (laughs) give it to us. That is weird that we see Chow and like all all this uh, social media stuff with Sonic and promotional things, but he's not in the games anymore. They're not in the games anymore at all. I mean, even in writers, they at least still had them in the background somewhere. Um, But uh, I was I was asking. Well, actually, wait, Luke, did you finish your your piece about the whole like the tone thing? Oh, I never started on that one. (laughs) Thank you, Houston. Uh, yeah, Houston uh, terrorized me before I could do that. So I'm sorry. Hold up. Okay. Go ahead, what did Luke. You say? Luke, go <laughs> ahead. I'm kidding, Houston. I love you. But um, the what I think the tone should be, I think it should be pretty much well. What I said earlier about what it used to be, like pretty much what the classic games were and what the adventure games were, like. I know there is kind of a, it feels like there's a disconnect because the adventure games delve into a little more serious storylines than the classic ones like like chaos, the, like floods an entire city. And, and in Sonic Adventure 2, you got like memory loss, trauma, a girl gets gunned down, there's a firing squad. I mean, so that's very different from what you see in the classic games, but I, I agree with the whole versatility thing, but as far as tone, like I think you can have versatility as far as the stories go. Like I think Sonic can go all kinds of places, but I think the tone should be consistent. Like I don't think it's right for Sonic to like them to like show a firing squad in Sonic Adventure 2 and then you go to Sonic Colors and it's like <laughs> Baldy nose hair. You know, I I feel like it feels like that Sonic and the Sonic from Adventure Two are not the same character, or that Sonic and or the and the one from Sonic Unleashed. It feels like none of the characters are the same person they used to be. I think you can change stuff as long as that doesn't happen, and I feel like that has happened. It separates itself from stuff like Mario because Mario's always cute and fun, and you know, always saving the princess. And Sonic, um, contrastly, is edgier. But I think Sonic can be both cute and edgy like it can be fun it can be vibrant because i mean the classic games the classic games are extremely vibrant they're extremely colorful and they have a somewhat of a light-hearted tone but at the same time you take them way more seriously than you would something like mario i don't think we're um, ever gonna see this in the movies lava reef like just this type of scene in general Right, like that. That's that's that picture. I think is a good example. Like uh, the lava reef with the de- death egg looming overhead. I think that's that's peak Sonic right there. Yeah, I mean that is a great stark contrast to like Green Hill Zone or what have right. you. AKA the only zone that Sega cares about. wow well i think it's because like the look of it is so iconic and unique and it stands out and it's easier to look at it and go that's sonic right and um i i get that but um it'd be it'd also be like if mario was like hey you you guys miss world one one it's back for the 10th time here we are but i mean they do kind of do that a little bit yeah They they do to an extent but it's like they always throw in it's not always world one one exactly like it it's always a green grassy field of some sort but they add they implement some stuff they don't call it like 
they don't acknowledge that it's the same place. They try to make it feel like a different place to an extent. Um, I think one, I think Pedro said something earlier about a, like Mega Man X um, as a comparison. Like you had Mega Man and then as fans grew older, they introduced Mega Man X. I've always thought like something could be done with that, but with silver. Cause like, I feel like silver is the Mega Man X of Sonic. Like he's the future storyline, you know? Wow. I really like where you're going. So like, and I feel like that wouldn't take away from the tone. Cause like you said, Mega Man X and Mega Man, there is kind of a, there's a somewhat of a tone dissonance, but it still feels like it's part of the same world. I feel like you could do the same thing with Sonic and Silver here. Wow. I like it. I like that. I like where that is going. The only problem is that I don't have anything to add to it. <laughs> well, you better um, think about <laughs> Which, I wonder if, if Silver did have his own game and it's in the future, would Shadow still be there? It should, at least in some point. Because he's supposed to be immortal. Yeah, he's immortal, so he would be there. That would be interesting. Shalise, hmm. is she still there? She's so quiet. I can't tell. Oh. oh. <laughs> Got anything to add, or, or is it kind of rough now that everyone said everything? No, it's not rough, because I mean, I didn't know what I was going to say. That uh, with the success of the movie and the announcement of Sonic Prime that's coming out on Netflix. What I think Sega is setting themselves up for is more like what most franchises and things are doing nowadays is to pull in. They're setting themselves to pull in young audiences as well as remake things that came back out in the past. Because they're giving themselves a chance now. They're like, okay, the movie was a success. Maybe now we can put our claw out there and pull and pull, pull another set of audience in because we got our season hedgehog fans, yes we do, but we need to pull another, pull some more people back in, because our season audience is in their thirties now, just like Sonic is in his thirties now. <laughs> That's why I feel like the tone series should be going now, because I feel like they should be remaking like Sonic Adventure one and two to get ready for maybe in the future a possible Sonic Adventure three. Uh-huh. And with Sonic Prime, we just have to wait till it hits Netflix to see where they're going with. And this is just me, but I remember when I looked at the stage design, like the the atmosphere and the environment for Sonic Free Riders. Uh, I and this is just the environment, the way they designed it. Uh, I felt like it made me feel like what a Sonic Adventure three could look like if it actually fit in with the adventure series. And I'm like, look at this. They they even have the road with the, the arrows on it. Like both adventure games have at least one stage with that. And I'm looking at all of these things. I'm like, I could picture this in an adventure-like game, but like one that has its own identity, uh, separate from SA1 and SA2, but still fitting in with them. Cause there were, you know, this is a big long debate. We'll talk about it in another episode, but like people will say that uh, Sonic Adventure 3 already exists and and like 06 or unleashed or whatever, but but like like I said, like I said, that'll be a different episode because that's a huge topic and it's one that's just never gonna die until the game is made because people just like to repeat the same things. But like like but what I was saying was just that just looking at the stages here, I feel like when I look at the screenshots, I almost feel like well, this could have been like a Sonic Adventure three look to it. Uh, to me, anyways. Just uh, seeing like the the way that because it doesn't feel the same as the previous uh, writers' games, that's for sure. 
I, I don't know. I told you guys this was going to be a long question and a very deep. Yeah, what happened? This like we we went through this first segment like like lickety split, and then this one just took us like an hour. Shalise, are you ready to introduce the third? Wow. Time? Yes, I am. Okay, so for segment three, we're gonna go ahead and just talk about from based off the different areas off the top of our head. What is your favorite stages, your favorite stage from each era, if any? So I guess, well, I'll go ahead and start this off with my favorite stage from the classic era, which would be like the Sonic 1 through Sonic 3D Blast era. I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite stage in that era will, will always and now forever be Starlight Zone, because I love the tone. I love the feel of the stage. It's just it, the, the the background music itself is just what sends me sends me on a whole nother journey as I'm sitting there playing the game. And that then a, what? That is a wonderful choice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, then we have favorite stages in the adventure era. Now this one was a tough one. Glad to sit down. Think on this one, like okay, adventure era, Sonic Adventure one. I can't think of the name of it now. I just had it on top of my head. It was the music part. Twinkle Park. Twinkle Park. Twinkle Park. Yeah, Twinkle Park. Because I love how the stage starts out. It was playing during Sonic. When you're playing as Sonic, you start out playing bumper cars, then you go off into this amazing race. Then it shoots you off into a roller coaster. Like, man, this stage is too lit. I love this stage too much. And tell me why I kept on playing it over and over again, not progressing through the story. (laughs) But anyway, for the next era, we have favorite stage in AC era. 06 and Black Knight. Hmm. I can't remember the names of the stages from that era, but I would have to say that it, my favorite stage was well, not really a stage um, in this era. It's more like the final fight. When Sonic versus Merlina in Black Knight, that was my favorite of all time because I just love the transformation sequence when the armor just starts snapping on Sonic. And the sword emerges as a scalper. I'm like, this was, this is just lit. This that was a lit, super transformation. I, I want to remake of that. But how would they integrate? Well, I don't know how they integrate the motion controls into today if they do remake it. And okay, finally, favorite stages in the meta era: Colors to Forces. That would put me on the spot. I wish that one stayed on three. <laughs> those kind of those games are really good for me. But oh, it's it's hard to narrow it down to just one now, huh? Yes, y'all kicked me in the tail with that one. <laughs> but anyway, I chose Aqua, Aqua. Uh, I think it's Aqua Run. I think from Sonic Forces. Oh, Aqua Road. Know. Aqua Road. Aqua Road is from no Forces. Sonic Forces. Yeah, that's yeah. Forces. I don't remember any of the names of the stages in Sonic Forces. That's the only game where if you name a state, well, not the only that. game, but it's one of the only games where if you name the stage, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I made it love Aqua Road mainly because of the song. That song with the beat drop it with the beat drop it and everything. I'm like, that's that's gonna be, that's my jam of all time. Mm, yeah, I can get my car just just turning up to that song. All but right, it, that does it for my list. So Luke. What's what's what about you? All right, um, classic era. I'm gonna go with Sky Sanctuary Zone, um, because uh, 
I mean, I remember seeing that the first time as a kid and like just seeing the death egg rise up in the clouds. And it was so, it was so atmospheric. I was like, Oh my God. And the music, the, the music is one of my favorite like pieces of music from the whole series. It's, it's very, it's very heavenly. If I were to describe it with one, one word, I'd say heavenly. Um, let's see the adventure era. I kind of want to say Twinkle Part 2, but I think I might go with Speed Highway just because yes. of the of the uh the dawn section. Like when you when you're done racing down the skyscraper and you get to like it's morning outside and there's traffic in the streets. I don't know why. I always love that section so much. It feels so open. Like it just feels like you can explore the city for a little bit. And I don't know. I always had fun with that. Quick question. Show of hands who got rid of who got a car in this stage. Oh, I'm pretty sure. What? Who got what? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. They, they that, always that's... screech to a halt for me. No, 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 no. That's a, uh, wait, not in Speed Highway. In, um... Wait a minute. Shelly, what was the question again? Who, who got, got rid of who got a car in this stage? Oh, oh, oh I misunderstood the question. I'm sorry. Yeah, because in the. <laughs> They, I they, was like, how did they stop for you? They stopped for you. In uh, I was Station thinking Square. about yeah, I was thinking about the hub world. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it's B Highway. Oh, for some reason, when you get to the second part oh. after the building run, they just they just don't stop. That's how they uh, get you though, because in Station Square they stop for you. So you think in the stage they're gonna stop for you and you're all entitled and everything, and then they're just like get out the way. They got they you, think. yeah. They got you accustomed, but then you get to that part, and it's like everyone's rushing to his Black Friday deals or something. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. But I will say, Luke, racing down the building in Speed Highway was effing awesome. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Yep. 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 It's such an adrenaline rush. Also, I don't know where those cars are going in that stage because, like, the road just ends at the fountain. <laughs> they and- go in circles. Yeah, they're it's like, just looping. Wow, that's, that's their that's, that's why their they don't stop. They're frustrated that there's it's a simulation. Know, like they're mad Sonic, they can't go anywhere. That's when Sonic <laughs> realizes he's in a simulation. He's like, This isn't real. Oh my god. Sonic in the Matrix. Oh my god, that's deep. <laughs> um, let's see. What's the next one? Uh the HD air. Okay, so um for that one, I'm gonna go with cool edge zone from sonic unleashed i love the music in that stage and i i love snow levels in general it, it felt it was so exciting just running on glaciers and on water and the part where you go sledding on a whale and i'm pretty sure you cut that poor whale because you're on a bobsled and he's being like i don't know I, i'm concerned for the whale but it's a it's a nice moment and it's a fun stage um and then from the meta era i don't know i'm torn i either want to go with um what's it called aquarium park from sonic colors or a press garden from sonic mania i think i'm gonna go with press garden yeah press garden um is one of my is my favorite zone in mania um it's beautiful i love snow like i said i also love the cherry blossoms in the background I love the whole Japanese theme they got going on. It's very pretty, and I love the music. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all mine. Uh, let's hand that over to Axe. Right. 
so for the classic era, ultimately I'll choose um, Ice Cap Zone because um, cool. yeah, it's 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 up there, and it's also my favorite uh, ice stage out of the series as well, and it holds the standard for all ice stages ever since. Um, I guess a runner-up would have been like uh, Emerald Hill or Chemical Plant or Lava Reefer. There's so much to choose from, but right, um, yeah. So uh, Ice Cap Zone. And um, from Sonic 3 and Knuckles, uh, Adventure Era, even tougher, because I'm trying to decide between Radical Highway and City Escape. Uh, I kind of want to say Radical Highway, just because I feel it's like City Escape is like, uh, it, it gets so much attention as is. But Radical Highway, it's just really, I mean, he is living every uh, skater's dream, honestly, uh, grinding down the Golden Gate Bridge. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, none. Uh, HD era, HD era. Uh, it's gonna be from Sonic Unleashed, and I'm leaning towards uh, Dragon Road Day, running yeah. uh, running across the uh, the Great Wall of China, and uh, that's pretty cool. It, it's it's pretty exciting because like that's like uh, it, that's the one where where it's it's even tougher too because they, they have all these great locations and I have to decide well which one do I really like the most uh I almost said cool edge but then once Luke said it then I realized okay I'll definitely go with uh Dragon Road since he already said cool edge yeah because uh, uh Dragon Road was my runner up so <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense and then and, and um and you took mine in uh in the meta era as well because I was thinking also like those two stages aquarium uh aquarium park right yeah and 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 press garden Uh, i really i really liked press garden a lot in mania and i really like aquarium park a lot in sonic colors but i guess if i didn't go with aquarium park i would probably go with tropical resort um so i'll I'll go with that then tropical resort the the first stage of the meta era and i don't have a whole lot to say about it because they're all really great in their own ways and they all just kind of give you like a vibe if you're there i think it would give you a, a like a strong feel of the atmosphere and maybe that's what attracts me to those type of stages but like they're the kind of places that if there's a realistic version of it i wouldn't mind being there so um i guess peter let me go ahead and let you list off your favorite stages yeah, no, no, no. Let's go with Peter today. Only Peter. I'm going to keep it short. Don't worry, guys. Uh, for the classic era, I think I'm going to choose Marvel Zone. Marvel Zone for the classic era. Um, I had to fight a little bit with one from Knuckles Chaotix, which I know Houston could appreciate that because from Knuckles Chaotix, I have my favorite Sonic song, which is Doring to the Summer that I mentioned before. Yes, my favorite song from Knuckles Chaotix. That's what I was just thinking of as soon as you mentioned Knuckles Chaotix. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, in this case, I got to say that for the classic era in the level, Marble Zone is the winner. For the adventure era, it's way more difficult to choose because I could choose any shadow level or I could choose the whole shadow game, but I... Sucking up to me, aren't you? (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) (laughs) but i think i'm gonna agree with luke here with speed highway and it is because i remember the third um 
challenge I have to finish before a minute and 30 seconds and it was really difficult so I had to play that level so many times that I kind of hate it and love it at the same time if we go to the HD era I'm kind of in another fight because I really love the OSITS world open it's not really the stage but the whole open world when you can talk to the people and all that i really like the way that they designed the city even though you have to wait for so long for anything but if we go to a stage i'm gonna go with spagonia i think it's called in sonic unleash oh rooftop run that one in yeah roof how again rooftop run the one that ads just said (laughs) (laughs) and uh let's see i think that pretty much covers the hd era yeah um for the meta era we're taking in the meta era the sonic generations right right yeah you know i actually i wasn't sure about that one myself either but uh and i wrote the thing but uh, (laughs) yeah go ahead it's it's its own um it was released in that in that decade so and it, it it is original uh different from the original version so so yeah that's what i'm thinking of because it's different but it brings the stages but it's in that decade so that way i can really name the other game that i love which is city escape from generations i really love the way that they redid that for both classic sonic and mother sonic it was a really good the way that they remade it because I said I keep it short, I'm going to pass it up to Amy. Why don't you tell me your favorite stages? This is a really, really super hard one for me to to decide on because they're all really good. Like Sega has done a really good job at getting you know the feel and just the whole aesthetic of each of the stages, and they're all fun to go through. Gosh, I guess for classic era. It's actually a tie between Ice Cap and Chemical Plant Zone. Like, both of them have really good music. Ice Cap has the snowboard and the extra obstacle of you having to break through ice and avoid getting frozen. And then Chemical Plant has the water mixture of a level. I I remember uh, cheesing off my cousin so much that I could get through the water. I, I... I can't do it anymore because it's been so long, but I used to be so good at it that I could get through it without getting caught in the water, whereas they would always get stuck in the water and they would struggle to get back up. But I I was able to go fast enough where I could beat the rising water level. So I felt pretty proud about that. I mean, you gotta. (laughs) Yeah, that part gotta go fast. Uh, Let's see. Adventure era. This, this is also another really tough one. I, I am hardcore all about the two adventure games. And I love the Ice Cap Zone in Adventure 1 because, again, you have the snowboarding. That part is so fun. Yes. In, in, no matter like what, whether it's you facing Sonic and you see the avalanche coming down behind them. And then when it switches over, so that the camera's behind of like, I've always thought that that was really neat to have. 
Emerald Coast was also like really cool, especially with the little section where the the orca is behind you, destroying the bridge, coming after you. I I really liked White Jungle and Adventure 2 as well. Cityscape is really good, too, because it it has Sonic coming down the building, referencing the way Speed Highway was in Adventure 1. Speed Highway, again, is another like it's so hard to pick from that era. There's so many good ones. And I know a lot of people pick mostly like the Sonic and Shadow stages. And there's the whole thing about how like people supposedly claim that we only like one third of the game. But if I had to pick an honorable mention for mine, I would also say Meteor Herd. Because- hey. Yeah, that was that one was a really good one, too. I, I know a lot of people say that Knuckles and Rouge's stages were like, quote unquote, boring or or whatever but one of the things i like doing in video games is treasure hunting and that's exactly what those two characters did and it appealed to that aspect for me and i thought those were pretty fun have you ever climbed all the way to the top and then just drilled all the way down for no reason everybody has yeah (laughs) it it is a law it's so much fun (laughs) yeah yeah meteor hurt doesn't get enough love it, it really doesn't. And it, even though I'm not really like that big into to rap for the most part, but Meteor Herd is among the few rap songs that I do listen to and have on my playlist. And like, I don't know, like if anything else, what Sega tends to get nailed down with almost every single game is the music. Yep. Uh, let's yeah, see. I mean, me, uh, yeah. and that that's one of the amazing reasons why I became a Sonic fan. I love the games, but I love, I really, really love the music. You know, so I think I like the music more than the games. You know, Amy, I'm sorry. Oh no, you're you're fine. I, I guess, uh, I guess it'd be kind of cheating to say all of the Adventure Air as my favorite <laughs> pick because they're all just so good. Um. Uh, that that's probably the best answer I can give. Let's see, HD era. That that one's a lot easier for me to actually pick a favorite one. The level in Sonic Unleashed where it's the the China aesthetic level. The one that adds talk, I think. Oh yeah, uh, Dragon yeah. Road. That's really good. That's yeah. Really that good that one. one I I really enjoyed running through. Like it, it's pretty easy to to get a good run going and the aesthetics are just really nice. I'm a huge fan of Asian designs. So that like just grabbed me right away. Uh, now the meta era, that's the one where I start having issues with cause uh, my life just completely changed where I'm not able to go back and replay games 80 times. Like I used to do with all the other eras. Uh, so unfortunately, I am I will not be able to have an answer for that one. Oh, that's acceptable, actually. Yeah, it is. Okay. A little shocking there. Little, 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 yeah, little like I'm there. I'm really disappointed. Like I do want to go back and go through them some more because colors was pretty fun when I, I went through it, and I know a lot of people hate on the boom games, but I enjoyed those too, and I do want to finish up mania sorry I, I, I did not finish that one i need to go back and finish it and i would like to have a second run through on forces at least a couple more times fair enough so i guess it's my turn now um yeah uh, so i'm gonna just dive right into it i'll 
try to keep this as simple and as quick as I can here from the classic era. And by the way, X, I really love how you uh, named all these uh, classic era. From the classic era, um, it's I always go back to Chemical Plant Zone. I, I always like it's because Sonic Two was the first game I played, and I love all the stages. And I love all the music to all of them, but the first level I think about when it comes to that game, I always go back to Chemical Plant because the um, the tone of the music really fits the level. You're in a scientific little room. You got this uh, substance poison that you gotta you know avoid at all costs. You know what I'm saying? And um, and Amy, I will say uh, I wasn't as fast as you were to get out of. I, I think I may have done it once where I was able to avoid the rising um, water altogether. It feels empowering, doesn't it? It does, because it's like, and 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 even there be days where like I would get there, and then like I would get up, and it would still catch me, but I would be like one jump away. You know, I would the water would you know overflow, and I'd be like, all right, and I would try to jump up, and then there would be this one jump, and where you would think you have it, but then you go all the way down to the bottom, and you gotta go all the way back up, and you'd be like this close to dying. Oh. I just want you to know that 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 moment is so beautiful that I am going to meme it in future episodes. <laughs> well, okay. Moving on to the adventure era, um, and I'm going to go to a stage that's really overlooked: Lost World, um, the Sonic version, because I love the level design, um, and I and I and I really I, I like the music as well. It's like because it feels very cultural in a sense of it's like you're you're in there you're like you're you're immersing yourself into a culture where you hear the music and and even though the land looked a lot like mexico i felt like i was in africa playing i thought it was supposed to be uh south american i thought i thought i read something like that let's go and 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 you could be right but just just um I, i really felt immersed and my favorite part of that stage is you get to the second part in a, in a little tunnel there and you're in this room where you have to raise the water level up, but you ride this snake and yes. it goes up to the top. That was really interesting for me. Oh, and, uh, and the mural so that you kind of get that foreshadowing of chaos towards the end of that level. Yes. Uh, and they did a really good job drawing that up too. Um, yeah. There's a lot of, I, I kind of want to see more murals in the uh, the Echidna ruins and stuff like that in future games. Right, because there was the one in Sonic and Knuckles uh, with like Sonic and Eggman in the background. Mm-hmm. So moving along, um, HD era. Um, I'm gonna. I love all the games there again. Um, must say, I I've played Sonic and the Black Knight and Sonic and the Secret Rings, but I finished Sonic and the Black Knight, but I never finished. Sonic and the Sacred Rings because Sacred Rings was tough to play. I like, gotta say, I, I, oh, those I, controls were terrible. I, yeah, yeah, the controls were. Horrible. I I gotta say, I really love the the transformation that Sonic did in Sacred Rings. You know, it was powerful. Uh, Dark Sonic. Yeah. What? That was, that was really Dark cool. Dark Spine Sonic. Yes, that was really cool. It was all <laughs> powerful. <laughs> okay, cool. I thought you I thought you burped for a minute there. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, no, <laughs> it, it did sound like a burp. But um, all right. <laughs> but um, I really um, 
But as far as my favorite stage overall, I'm going to go to Sonic Unleashed. I, I loved Apatos, period, that that Windmill Isles. Yeah. I, I love the Windmill Isles, but I love them both. But I really fell in love with the day zone, Windmill Isle day, because, well, for starters, I've always wanted to go to Greece. I have, haven't been yet. And Apatos really is Greece, you know, running through the stages and seeing the buildings and the beautiful landscape. It, it just yeah. made me feel as if I was in Greece and listening to the music in particular. And this is going to sound very, very romantic. I would love to dance to the Apatos night theme with my wife at night under the moonlight. Aww. That's so sweet. I love that. No, that's good. That's really good. At like 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 an outdoor dinner, you know what I'm saying, at night under the full moon. And then I just be like, hey, Alexa, play a Pato's night. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take my wife and I'll, I'll just dance with her. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really I, I would dance to a Pato's music, period. You know, Bro, you need to you, you need to go tell a girl that. Just uh just tell her. <laughs> Just tell her, hey, I would dance to a Pato's night with you, like so hard. <laughs> just, just say that. I would, yeah, exactly. Heck yeah. Uh, lastly, in the meta era, how about Studiopolis, y'all? Lights, camera, action. Did it, did it, did it? You cannot tell me y'all didn't like that music, like for real. As soon as I, as soon as I began playing a little bit and listening, I was like, oh yeah, I, I could get with this. It, it reminds me of uh, the old Casinopolis stages during the day in Houston. My man, I, I got to tell you, man, if I go to Vegas, I'm blasting like that song. Like that, that's, I would dance to that song too. You know what I'm saying? I, I would do like, if, if I had a ballroom dance and I had to choose, I would do the quick step to that song. You know, I'm getting up there. I want to learn new things. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would dance, you know? You know, it, I, I am. I mean, uh, and all, all the other ones were good. Luke, you mentioned um, uh, Press Garden. Yeah, Press Garden was really good, too. Uh, but Studiopolis, that was quintessential yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog in the limelight. Absolutely. All right. But that's those are my favorite lists of stages from those eras. Houston, my man. Where you at, man? Let's see what you got. All right. Classical. Casino night. Hands down. Hashtag, I'm from Vegas. Hashtag, uh, <laughs> it totally makes sense for it to be casino night. Just saying. <laughs> oh, adventure era? Emerald Coast. I mean, the Orca? <laughs> Come on, right? Just saying. Um, oh, so HD era? Sonic 06. Actually. Which one? I didn't hear you. Sonic 06, my favorite episode from that era is actually, um, oh gosh. Episode? I'm not, I'm tired. <laughs> my, from uh, 06, from Sonic 06 mm-hmm. was um, Kingdom Valley. Actually. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Kingdom Valley. It was between that and Crisis City. But Kingdom Valley. It always is. <sighs> right? So then looking at Sonic Forces, I'm going to say Capital City. 
And oh, the New York area? Yes. That's a good one. Yes. Those are my... It's actually pretty interesting that your favorite stages from the HD era and meta era are from 06 and Forces. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Just interesting. Yes. And actually, I take that back. City Ghost Town in Sonic Forces is the one that I really like. Hmm. I was thinking of the New York stage from Sonic Unleashed. My bad. But no, no, no. City Ghost Town from Sonic Forces was the one I was thinking. So those are my favorite levels. But if I had to pick my all-time favorite one, Emerald Coast. Cool. I dig that. Nice. So there you have it. Everyone has talked about their favorite levels from every era. Wonderful. Just wonderful. Now, uh, let's go ahead and take this to the next stage, shall we? You know, you guys are a hoot. A real hoot. But we're going to go into the final ring. So let's start with you, Pedro Gustavo, Daniel... Charles, whoever it is. I don't want one per each. Just one of you speak. Okay. So I'll let you decide which one is the one that's talking. So for my final ring, I really got to say, guys, I enjoy making this episode with you. I love when we have a pretty interesting subject and we go on and on and on and just messing around with everybody. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good when we everybody has their ideas and stuff and it's just mess. Just love to mess around with Houston when everybody's talking and we're muted ourselves. Um yeah. I'm trying to continue to talk as Ash is writing something, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Are you calling me out? Yes, because I cannot do it if I start reading and talking at the same time, just the whole personalities go to craziness. Okay. And that's our final reign. That was beautiful. Thank you. Buenas noches a todo el mundo. Ah, We're not doing that. Yeah, let's uh, let's get the spin ball rolling here. Yeah, shall we? Shalice, what's your final reign? Dime tu anillo final. I said (laughs) you. Guys, baby, this was a good episode for us. Got to talk about our favorite favorite stages of the from eras, and our challenge series was great. Guys, I really love having Amy on. Amy, you are great. I love having you on here because anytime we're doing our show and everything, you know what I visualize us doing. We here in Memphis, we got a radio team called the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I visualize us as the Steve Harvey Morning Show every time we do our podcast because we are on the same level as them and that's my final ring thank you Shalice Luke I am your father um I I agree that this was a very fun episode um I enjoyed the topics uh I didn't enjoy when my power went out uh, Pedro, mm. please. Oh my God, don't! <laughs> Are you trying to give us nightmares? Uh, yeah, I did. I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> well, look, did you learn a lesson with your power going out? Did you? I, I, I sure did. Don't 
don't go after Knuckles when he has 40 rings because I'll get that Thunder Arrow. <laughs> 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 or 20 rings. It's 40 rings. Um, yeah, my power's still out, by the way. So, Houston, I feel like you. I want you to pity me a little bit. <laughs> I do. I do. I understand. I understand, my boy. I understand. But I'm still quite torqued. I know. About. I can tell you're reveling in it. <laughs> a little torqued. Thinking about making Luis edit this episode. hey everyone it's me axe here editing the f***ing episode continue luke um but yeah uh but yeah it's it's been fun i've had a good time i'm i don't think i would like jason momoa's knuckles i prefer the rock uh, honestly, I prefer someone younger than them, but I mean, eh, I don't know. I personally hope that rumor isn't true, but if it is, I'll see how it goes. But yeah, fun episode. Um, I'm suffering in the dark and uh, I hope everyone has a good night. Thanks, Luke. And by the way, it's supposed to be me that voices him. Thanks. All right. Paul, what's your final ring? My final read for this evening, um, first and foremost, Amy, thank you for coming on to the show with us. Um, it was really great having you. You did a fantastic job. Like you, you, you did really well. I would love to have you back on for more episodes. Um, so again, thank you so much for coming. Um, as you can see, we love to chop it up. So don't be afraid to let loose and be yourself. Okay. My thank you. You're welcome. Um, as for my final ring, um, I just want to say that um, I just feel really, really good. Um, I've been not going to lie, you know, these past few days uh, have been feeling really down and not really knowing what to do with myself. Um, but I just want to let the people know that even if you're feeling bad, you know what I'm saying? Always you know, don't be afraid to turn to something that you like to do. Focus your energy on something that you like to do. Like, I like this podcast and we talk about Sonic. And remember I was saying earlier about how I like to listen to Sonic music. Me being a jazz lover personally, I just like to be to myself, listen to my music, calm my thoughts down, and just let all that energy out into the world. So this is this was a great release for me as far as, you know, just letting all my thoughts out and putting my energy into something positive. I really am grateful that I have an opportunity to do that with you guys here on the podcast. So that is my final ring. Great. Thanks, Paul. We're happy to have you here too. Amy, honorary guest here tonight. What's your final ring? Oh, I wanted to thank everyone for having me here and, and, Thank you to Axe for the invite for bringing me on. I had a good time being able to talk about some of these subject matters. And uh, I hope that there will be um, maybe future times I could come back and chat with y'all. This seems like a pretty good group of people. You're all good. Don't worry. Anyway. gets a cookie. Yeah, no. Um, (laughs) I tried, guys. (laughs) Axe, what's your final ring? Well... I definitely have a lot of um, material here to work with in future episodes, so I don't always have to use 
just the popular memes that I find, but I can also take audio clips of the stuff we've said here and insert them into future episodes out of context, and it'll be hilarious, historically hilarious. Like, Paul, some of the things that he says out of context. Oh, my. It's gonna be great almost as great as all of those visuals that that peter or pedro or gustavo showed us of these deformed sonics and knuckleses throughout the episode for those who had no idea what was going on i'm not even sure who showed them yes it's very we we had a very appropriate time this evening and (laughs) oh Thank you, Amy, for coming. I was very rude not to mention it, but I'm really grateful that you're here. Yeah, I also didn't mention it. So, yeah, my bad. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to disagree with them. Thank you for joining, Amy. I'm glad that you were uh, able to um, come onto this episode and that you are interested in um, being on future episodes as well, because I can probably definitely think of plenty of other topics for us to talk about that you'd be interested, including some of the ones that you've um, suggested to me behind the scenes. But uh, that's really all I have to say. All right. My friend, Lauren. So wonderful chatting about episodes and tone. And really, I think everybody had very interesting perspectives tonight. I would very much echo. Again, thank you so much for tuning in for the hedgehog zone we're very very excited to be able to share more of our episodes if you follow us on youtube on facebook and all of our other platforms that we have we look forward to providing an opportunity for you to listen to our craziness at any time so thank you again for joining us and have a great one everybody good night everyone Goodbye. Goodbye. see you around good night Buena. have a blast Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed that episode. There's only one more left in this season, and then to top it off, we'll have a special episode highlighting all the funny parts of the podcast, live streams, and more. Be sure to stay tuned for upcoming things on the YouTube channel, such as animations and funny skits. Thanks for watching. Have a good night.